Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of The Thunder Heists, and I'm joined by my co-host, starting with Rob. Hello, I'm Rob. I write books. Look, here's one. <laughs> Proof. He doesn't. I do wrote that, that one. <laughs> you you wrote you lifted the one I wrote. That's true. That's true. But you wrote all of them, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> and that is Dirk Ashton. I am uh, Will White, New York Times <laughs> best-selling author of the Cradle series. And Michael Welcome. Fletcher. Hey, I'm Mike, and I have two of my books subtly placed over my shoulder because I pimp on the subtle, though. <laughs> did one uh, of them recently do well in the competition? One of them recently did well on the competition, but not quite as well as Alexander's book. But I'm super uh, okay with that. I'm not angry. a good thing I read Alexander's book, too. Nice. Um, and you may have noticed Dirk pretended to be somebody else, and that somebody else <laughs> has actually joined us in this conversation because we are joined by a very special guest, Will White. Will, thank you so much for coming on the show. I was not as prepared as the rest of you guys, so I don't have a, a, a hard copy book sitting here. I would have held up Paternus. I've got to go get it. If you if you can go find it, it's on the bookshelf in there in the middle. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm Will White. Hi. Good to meet you guys. And I am embarrassed to say I did virtually no research or preparation started to this. So Neither Rob did we. himself as Rob earlier. Well, I didn't realize this was Rob Hayes. Rob, I love your books. Just saying. Oh, hey, hey, nice. Really big fan. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze now because you know. Oh, well, I love that. Oh, Rob, must be nice. Must now be nice to have a fan on the show, Rob. Facebook. Yeah. It's a rare <laughs> and wonderful thing. That's right. We don't spend enough time just eulogizing about how good Rob's books are. So it's good. It's good to boost his ego up a bit, Will. So thanks for that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, first of all, yeah, like trade shout outs with Dirk. <laughs> nice. Will is holding Thank up the you. cover of Paternus for our audio listeners. That's right. And um, if you were if yeah. if you worry about preparation, well, we fly by this. I'm worried about the wrong 
Perfect. I'm in the right room. We're not even wearing pants to fly by the seat. (laughs) I didn't even know what pants are. That's true, actually. We've seen your shorts in uh, the street before. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anyway, we're not doing the non-safe for work episode. We've got a very special guest on, so let's pretend that we know what we're doing. Um, First of all, Will, congratulations on hitting the New York Times bestseller list for your latest Cradle book. That is awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it uh, it really caught us off guard. It kind of came out of nowhere. I was just working on the on the next book, and uh, I got a call out of nowhere that like we hit the New York Times bestseller list. I was like, no, we didn't. Uh, so we number uh, fourteen. Yeah, yeah, thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen now. So, yeah, wow. been cool too. I don't care. Fifteen's fine. Like anything in the top fifteen <laughs> makes the list, so I don't. It doesn't matter. I take a thousand. I, I don't care. That? Is, that, is that just like on sheer number of copies sold or? So uh, it's it's in this case it's off of uh, it was the uh, I choked and died it was the uh, the audiobook ver- <laughs> it's the audiobook version that uh, that hit it because uh, apparently the if you just sell your ebooks on Amazon you're never <laughs> right so since I'm exclusive to Amazon ebooks never going to qualify so I, I had never attempted to hit the list or thought about it and we have a, uh, a deal with Audible Studios where they produce our audiobooks. And right now we're still in the royalty free period for a lot of my audiobooks. So we haven't, so they've been reporting to us on the amount of audiobooks we've sold, but we don't get to see that information directly. So we weren't really keeping track of how many audiobooks we'd sold. So we didn't realize that we, that we had uh, apparently hit the New York Times for the last month, the New York Times bestseller for the last monthly sales in audio fiction. So it was really cool. Any idea, any idea how many units that takes over a week? Yeah, uh, now we know that if you want to hit the New York Times bestseller list, you've apparently got to beat about 20,000 in a month. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, That's month awesome. That uh, is yeah, so so we uh, we were only on their their higher list for a week. So I most of those were sold in a week. So, uh, But it was a monthly category. So don't really know. I don't think and uh, I just want to add uh, for folks who might not know, uh, Will's latest book hit number one in the Amazon store For two days. Of, of all <laughs> books of all books in the Amazon store. And to do that, I mean, he had to beat everyone, right? Yep. Every author you've ever heard of. And that is just for that couple uh, of days, let's uh, let's it's, it's, it's still it's a victory. Excited. Oh, no, yeah, it, it, it is, it is. I was very excited. I really, oh, was, yeah. But, top uh, 1000 is great, top 100 is stupendous, top 10 is just, I mean, that's like, oh, it was funny because before we started recording, I mentioned uh, how excited I was when my first book hit certain milestones. But I really remember when my uh, second book hit the top 100, we got to 98 or 96 or something. And I was so yeah. excited. Yeah. And uh, it was really, we just celebrated and it's, uh, it was uh, it was really exciting. And then uh, last time we hit number one and that was, it was indeed more exciting. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> even, <laughs> even if it just blipped in there for an hour. It oh yeah. Like, and that's what we were expecting too. We were like yeah. any second it's going to fall. And it didn't, it hung, didn't. hung on there for almost yeah. three days. Yeah. yeah. That a picture is... of that little orange tag on the Amazon thing and dine out for it on it for the rest of your life. So uh, we got a screenshot of it and uh, my graphic designer who does my covers like made a little like whole poster collage. Oh, hell yes. Of, like, uh, the number one thing. And so we have it on, on my uh, entryway. I 
Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> believe it. I would have done that for sure. You're excited. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is a pretty incredible achievement, especially because I was reading a couple of your, your blog posts to prepare for this. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I remember your early blog post back in 2013 talking about how excited you were seeing, I think it was, was it the first Traveler's Gate book? Um, was it House of Blades, I think was the first book that you released? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. House of yeah, Blades yeah. first book I released, yeah. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, you're just talking about in those blog posts, oh, it's like 3,000 on Amazon. Now it's 2,000 on mm -hmm. Amazon. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind it of was, stupendous yeah. to think about how that's climbed. Oh, it's really, it's fun because sometimes I, I see uh, authors that are getting excited to get into 2,000 and 1,000. And the funny thing is when I'm talking to them about it and when, when they know I'm in the chat or when I'm talking about it, they always go, well, it's not as high as yours, Will, but I'm still excited. I'm going, dude, I did all, I've been here. I know exactly where you're at. I'm happy for you, man. I bet this is awesome. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's fun to yep. celebrate together. So it's always funny when somebody says that to me. I'm like, no, I know exactly how you feel right now. It's yeah. great. Yeah, people forget that you were brand new. Nobody had no right. idea what yeah. going to happen. And uh, just, just, just so we have a little love uh, for 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 the really old people like me and Mike. Um, how old were you when your first book came out, Mike? Twenty three. Twenty three. Oh, that's yeah, my age. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, no, it's not. You're twelve, Jed. <laughs> I do pretend to be about twice my age, just so I can I can legally yeah. be on this podcast. Um, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Okay, well, now I need to up my game, clearly. I've got uh, how many years to... Slacker. To, to on. <laughs> so can you talk to us a little bit about your, your journey from that? Like when you first put your book out, was it just like, was it something that you wanted to do, you know, kind of full time? Was it sort of a hobby thing? And then how did it progress from that stage on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I was actually, I had just finished my second year in grad school for creative writing. So I, uh, I was doing a three-year program in two years because that was as long as my job was going to last. So I was like, that's as long as I can afford to be there. And for my, uh, for my second year, I was working on a, I realized after my first year was up, man, I'm halfway through a master's degree in creative writing and I've never written a novel. So I wanted to <laughs> one day, but all I'd written were short stories. And so I was like, okay. And so my my family had kind of pressured me into it. And I was talking about, I was like, all right, well, I got to put my money where my mouth is and at least try to write a novel. And the deal I had made with my family was I have to try to write a novel and I have to try to get it published. So this was 2012. So at that point, Kindle uh, direct publishing was just kind of just really just becoming a thing. It was very new at that point. So, but I had still read some titles on, on that were had were published directly on Kindle. So I had started looking into that. And of course, in grad school, they don't teach you how to get anything done. But I had been looking at it uh, on my own and I'd been doing some research. And so as I was, I was writing it, I was going, well, what I can do is this book won't be good because I'm going to write it and it's going to be bad. But I'm going to write it and then I can, I can offer it directly to the readers and we can see if there is an audience out there for this kind of action focused, really stripped down fantasy experience that I feel like I want. And then we'll see if there's other people out there who want that too. And I was like, and, and if there are, then I can leverage it into a real publishing deal later. So uh, that was, that was what I did in 2012 working on House of Blades. I finished it. I put it up on Amazon on June 1st, 2013. And then I spent the next about a week uh, sort of pimping it however I could. I was, I was speaking in my old high school that I graduated from. I was handing out cards at Barnes and Noble. I was just doing just random stuff. It's, it didn't, it didn't work at all, 
I, uh, <laughs> I sold maybe like 10 copies from that. And then, uh, and we sold, uh, we, I ended up selling, I forcing like, I don't know, 200 copies. But most of those were from people who were just knew me, like my family and my friends, people who just bought it because my name was on the cover. So that's it. So then uh, it kind of bottomed out in sales, but after a few more days, it started picking back up again. We started selling 10, 15, 20 a day. And we realized that word of mouth was getting around somehow and people were finding it on, uh, on the Amazon recommendations. They were seeing it and they were giving it a shot and then they were recommending it to people. So we were seeing some, a little bit of activity on forums and it started really picking up. And it really hit max momentum a few weeks later. And when in one day, it went, it went from it went from like 80 sales to like 110 sales to like 250 and 300 the next day. Wow. And I, we, I was at a little tiny convention in St. Augustine when that happened. And I got the call and uh, they were like, I don't know what you're doing there at that convention, but whatever it is, keep doing it. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me at all. We found out we realized were later. You, but were you doing yeah. any advertising, paid advertising nope. at all? Wow. That's what we like to call the Wild age. West days of KU. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? it's, the, it's the Wild yeah. West, it's the Golden Age. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a weird time. Yeah, that's awesome. I published when my you... first trilogy back in 2013, and I yeah. had a similar sort of thing where it just sort of like nothing for a few days and then suddenly it just started picking up and selling tons and I wasn't doing anything. I, I, I like handed out business cards at pubs and stuff trying to get <laughs> sales when I yeah. first oh, yeah. it. Bizarre. But yeah, and it took off then as well. Uh, and then I, I, I decided to sign with a publisher and, uh, you know, hmm. just that all away. I should have been more like Will White. <laughs> should be more like Will White. That's the moral of this. I tell myself that every what day. Will do. <laughs> I don't want to be more like Will White. I want to be Will White. Oh, oh no! Look at the bunch oh, God, of Dirk's going to try and assimilate somebody else. That's what you say about Brandon Sanderson. That I was going to wear him like a skin suit. But, uh, <laughs> that became increasingly less appropriate as, as time went on. Yeah. Um, so, how did it kind of progress from there? So, the first book, it, yeah, had a little bit of a kind of organic word of mouth spike um yeah what, what were you doing at the time so, were you still in grad school were you like when did you know i had uh, to... that was what was funny yeah is i spent my entire second year of grad school working on the book and while i was working on my master's thesis so it was the slowest i've ever written a book uh and i i finished it and put it out right as i graduated right after i graduated hmm. and i didn't know so i was pursuing another teaching position in the fall, but they didn't know. And they were going to know until like July, whether they had any positions open for August. So for a couple of months, I was like, I'm in limbo, man, I'm doing anything. So what I was really hoping my, my goals for the book were, uh, I hope I can make like $500 on this so that I can break, break even and make four or 500 bucks so that I can live for the next month or two before I see if I have a job. Yeah. So that was my, that was my highest, that was my goal. My highest goal was maybe over the course of this whole 12 next 12 months year we can make twenty thousand dollars so that i can live and write another one yeah so that was my highest ambitions uh my highest ambitions were not very high it turns out so uh but continuing that trend we didn't know when we were going to run out of people on house of blades so when it started selling 300 a day and then uh it stayed there for a few days and started going down but we thought at any, any day, it's going to go from 150 a day to copies sold a day to zero. It's just going to yeah. bottom right out at any time. And we kept hitting these plateaus. We had no idea how long they were going to last or how low the next plateau was going to be. 
So I rushed out my next book. I wrote it in two months. It was the Crimson Vault sequel to House of Blades, second book of the trilogy. Uh, I wrote it in two months and it's 50% longer than House of Blades. <laughs> so it was it was one of those Mark Twain scenarios where I wrote a long book because I didn't have time to write a short one. But <laughs> nice. was, uh, yep. So And then we released it on August 24th or 27th, something like that. We released it in late August and it, we were expecting to, to have to keep the wheels turning. And we released it and it released and sold a thousand copies on day one. And it, it kept the, yeah, 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 <laughs> we, yeah. Uh, it, it kept, we had no idea what to expect. That was more. Uh, and it kept the wheels turning, kept it going. And then I took a little more reasonable amount of time on the next one. So six more months and then finished out the trilogy and it performed about as well as two did. And when we just kept the wheels turning. And so we ended up by the end of the year, having released three books and sold over a hundred thousand total copies. Wow. That's, so, a, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was really and then, cool. now who was helping you early on? Was it just you? How quickly was, did was, you have to pull uh, on, pull on your team? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It was, it was mostly my family helping me out. Yeah. Uh, they were just, we were kind of just doing whatever we could. So they were the ones that were helping me stay isolated and stay on track. They were the ones helping me uh, get the, so like I told you, we did this tiny convention at St. Augustine. They came with me and they were the ones helping. Okay. We don't have anything for a booth. So they ran over to the FedEx store and got, uh, some posters blown up to high side, which by the way, we were Been like, there. this is, yeah, exactly. Which we, by the way, we were like, this is cutting into like our entire book budget for the day. We thought, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> like this is too expensive, but we did it anyway. And so they, they've been uh, they've been working with me basically from day one. And now I'm able to employ my entire family, which is pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah. That is really how many That's now? Me. Who is it? It's your brother. Yeah. So my brother is doing social media now. Uh, my dad is uh, doing business management, business manager kind of stuff. Nice. And uh, my mom is helping with the merch store, which is why I have this hat on. And my sister is about to come over from the contracts department of Walt Disney World to Ooh. take over contract negotiations and business administration. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, that is awesome. when you're pulling people from Disney, you're like, yeah, no, no. I'm <laughs> that's what I've been telling people is I've been stealing people away from Disney. Yeah. What a power move. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's awesome, Will. I mean, there are still, there are still so many people in the business who know, right? And so many readers around who know Brandon Sanderson and G.R.R. Martin and Neil yeah. Gaiman and Art and J.K. Rowling, mm -hmm. but they don't realize that there are people like Will who sell just as many books, if not yeah. more. If not more, if the uh, number one on Amazon yeah. is anything to go by. For I mean, <laughs> I, it's no exaggeration to say that Will is one of the most popular fantasy writers in the world today. It's Aww. just true. It's so, true though. He's on our podcast. And I, I like to mention that <laughs> stuff because people talk about self-pub, right? Yeah. But it's not, it's not nothing. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that with the, about the self-pub thing, because uh, I, I, the entire time I've had, I've, I've been trying to, after I say that I'm independently published, I have to use some, I, it's always yes. the words that I change, have, say have to change. In order even to go, now, even yeah, now, exactly. Even now, yeah. even now, that, yep. that it's it's a real book. It's not your uncle who self-published his own, printed in his basement, his book on you know local animal husbandry. It's not it's a, a vanity press, which it was always right. called in my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so that's what people still still assumed. So I, as I, I kept working my way up, I kept using different language to try and figure it out. So I had the best I could. But the most awkward phase was when I had to use uh, like just raw book sales numbers. Because yeah. first of all, most people don't know what a lot of book sales is. No. <laughs> so no. Yeah. it's like, yeah, we sold over 20,000 copies. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah, they just don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I had the reaction not too long ago where I said, you know, I hit number one on the uh, Amazon Kindle store. And they were like, oh, cool. That's neat. That must have been been fun for you. And one of the first (laughs) questions I always get, and I know everybody always gets is, well, which bookstores can I buy your book in? And I'm like, yes, none. And when you Uh, say none, they go, oh, so you're not a real. Yeah. uh, Now, now you're to the point. I mean, I would be surprised if you have you looked into um using someone talking to someone like sean speakman at grim oak press who yeah. handles the bookstore stuff for like michael j sullivan mm-hmm. also one of the biggest fantasy authors um but he does that so he kind of he straddles both both fences yeah we've, both, we've both talked sides to people, of the fence yeah we've talked to people about about getting in bookstores uh it is one of those things right now where we have just now started assembling enough of a team to have the it's a big it's a big deal i know that robin i know that robin uh mike's wife works really hard on just that part of it it was really just a it's a time and energy investment thing so we were going how much of a return are we going to get from bookstore sales right i mean is it going to be enough to worth pursuing this and trying to get it does yeah there's a potential to open up a whole new market who've never heard of will white yeah (laughs) <laughs> but would yeah. it be worth it depending on the and that's the that's the question so we're uh we're slowly making progress on that front but that's you know i i, I don't know what to say and so the the funny thing is you the the language i've really been working on now that we've hit the new york times bestseller list <laughs> i don't have to use it anymore now i can just say new york times bestselling author and then people no, exactly. go, no seriously that's that pretty handy way to, yeah describe what you're up to now yeah exactly you need to go back and republish all these with New York Times bestselling author. <laughs> Everything ever. Dirk, Dirk Ashton. <laughs> that was the first thing on my, uh, I mentioned my graphic designer earlier. And that's what the first thing he said is we're going back and we're putting them all on the, on the covers. And uh, I said, no, I'm just going to get a facial tattoo. That's what I just yeah. right across. <laughs> right, right here on your neck. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's good. That's, well, that's where it's classy. Right there. <laughs> I think we're um, going to have a, uh, brief break in this conversation because we've coming up to about half an hour for our first episode so we'll we'll be back for uh episode next week um so this is part one of a part two discussion i guess um just before we head off I want to give a quick patreon shout out to our latest patreon bender who is a big fan of the cradle series will he sent me mm. a bunch of questions about cradle a lot oh, of them i was like i think these are for later books because i don't actually <laughs> understand them and they're very specific <laughs> that um, makes sense but yeah, big fan of yours. Um, yeah, so if you want to help support the show, just head on to patreon.com forward slash wizards warriors words and you can get a whole bunch of cool bonuses there. Um, all right, so thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back for the people who are with recording this episode with me in about 30 seconds. But for the rest of you, <laughs> it'll be next week. <laughs> See so <everybody>. organized. <laughs> Slick. Hi, everybody. Okay, change your shirts real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe for new episodes every single Monday. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week.